Wow. James was trying to ask me to say something for him. Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for tonight. Amen. Today is the last night of our convention. Hallelujah. And I believe it's been very powerful. Amen. But there is always something special about the last moment. Amen. So I want us to be very expectant. At the beginning of the convention yesterday, I said, what you need is what? A fist. And not what? A touch. It's a phrase I heard Bishop Oyedepo make. Many people say, if only you can lay hands on me. But the, what gives the laying on of hands power and meaning is your fist. Not really just that. Hallelujah. That's what the woman said. If I would touch the hem of his garment, it was already a fist she had before the touch. Amen. The person who is ministering is very, 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 very anointed. As he was speaking, you wonder if the stories are even real. It's been like that since I knew him. His stories are shocking. Somebody calls you and says, I don't know you, but God said I should pay for your radio ministry for not a week, a year. Somebody goes to buy his car, he's driving it, he sees you for the first time. He says, I think this car, God is telling me to give it to you. Take it. Somebody comes to your office with a house built. Nobody has lived in before. And then he says, I beg you. He's begging you. He says, I beg you. Take it so that I can sleep. That grace and that anointing has been left here. You will be telling such stories as from tonight. Hallelujah. So, I think without saying much, one want to welcome. Prophet is an architect by profession. Yeah, an architect. He has a wife for a medical doctor or a medical doctor for a wife. He has four powerful kids. And there are many things that he is, and there are many things that he has. Ladies and gentlemen, I want us to stand to our feet. Let's put our hands together and welcome Bishop Prophet Kakra Bainin. Come on, give the Lord a shout.
may be seated. Out of awesome wonders, I've tasted of your power.
who wants to grow. In Job 8, 7, the Bible says, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. Where you are coming from is no indication of where you are going. Psalm 622 says, A little one, a thousand, and a small one shall become a strong nation. In Isaiah 53, verse 1, the Bible talks about the circumstances under which Jesus was born. It starts with a question Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord with you? Two questions. He said, what we are about to say, you won't believe it. And the second question is, it says that, who is the person who has experienced the power of God? Two questions. Then it starts describing Jesus. He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root. Bible, no, the Bible always likens human beings to plants. And it says that Jesus, at his beginning, is a tender plant. Weak. Not only weak, he was also growing out of a dry ground. Sometimes if you look at your family background, it's a dry ground. If you look at the home you are coming from, it's weak. Weak, spiritually weak, financially weak, educationally weak, everything is weak. But it says, if you can believe the power of God, it says, it doesn't matter where you start from, God can lift you high. It says, when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire. He is despised and rejected. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Jesus was born with animals, but he didn't remain there. By his end, he had become king of kings and lord of lords. <laughs> Philippians 2.10 says, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. A man born with animals. He was employing 12 full-time apostles and paying them. One was a thief. He couldn't collapse the ministry. He started small, but he grew. Did I want you to know that it doesn't matter how you start. With the power of God on your side, you will grow to very high levels. Some of you, you are very anointed men and women of God. In the next 10 years, everybody will see it. But as of now, you are just an ordinary church member. Tell your neighbor, it's just a matter of time. Some of us, we are very broke. Even breakfast is a problem. But very soon, you will be buying houses like you are buying gifts, gifts. 
So the question is, what can a Christian grow? How, what can a Christian do to grow? To grow in anointing. To grow in power. To grow financially. To grow socially. What can a Christian do to grow in every area of life? In Matthew chapter 25 verse 14, the Bible says, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and gave unto them his goods. He says, this is how the kingdom of it. So right now he's talking about how the kingdom of, of heaven works. So this is not the kingdom of men, the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom is a place which is ruled by a king. And I think when you go to Swaziland, you understand kingdom. Yes. I said, they said tomorrow is the real dance. So when we were coming from Swaziland, we were going to the airport, I saw trucks with bags. I said, who bags are these? They said, these are bags of young girls going to the real I said, how many people, young girls will be there? They said, 100,000. And I said, it's only a king who can rally 100,000 young girls. Virgins. A king with absolute power who can do something like that. So, the kingdom of heaven, the Bible is like unto a traveling who called his own servant. So it's a story, but the story is about the principles of the kingdom. Amen. So the man called the servants. Next verse: To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. Every man, according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. The he that received five talents went and traded. Sorry, after a long time. Nineteen says the Lord of those servants cometh and recognized for them. Nineteen says he that received two talents. says he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying. Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I give inside them five talents more. 21. His Lord said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then the next one came. He said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. I give inside them two talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So these were servants who had very few things. Few clothes. Few ranks. Few anointing. Few opportunities. Little education. Everything was small. So they started very small. 24. The healer I see one talent came and said, Lord, I know you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strong. And I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Know there, thou that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked, thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knowest that I reap I have not sown, gather where I have not stored. 27, he said, Thou utterest therefore to have put my money at the exchanges. Exchanges means the bank. So that at my coming, I would have received my own with usury. Usury means interest. God doesn't mind you lending money to people so that they pay interest. But you pay interest, that's his problem. So he said, you should have given my money to some people so that this you get some interest. Then the Lord said, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him his heart ten talents. For unto everyone that has shall be given. 
He that hath not, even the little that he hath, shall be taken away from him. There he said, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into utter darkness, where they shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now it's a story, but the Bible says it's a story about the kingdom. And how some people can be in the kingdom and remain small. And some people too can be in the kingdom and grow big. Three people, same town, all of them in Pitara, my respect. All of them in Loyalty House Chapel. All of them with their pastor, Pastor Daniel, with their bishop, Larry. Same church, same servants, but 19 is after a long time. Two of them, they have grown. From few to many. He said, you have been faithful over a few things. How does somebody who has just a thousand rounds have millions of rounds? How does he grow? They not only grow from few to many, they also grew from servants into lords. So the growth was on two dimensions. From few to many, and from servants to lords. Meanwhile, they were all God's children. Because they were all in the kingdom. What it means is that we can be in the same church, and after a long time, you will see that some people have grown, and some people have not grown. What is the problem? Is it that God loved the other two more than the, the last one? No. The Bible says the answer can be found in one word. Capacity. That's what it is. Capacity. The word capacity means the skills, the tools, the knowledge, the training, the experience that is needed to do something. Capacity. To one he gave five talents, to another one, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his individual capacity. So we can be in the same church, but our capacity is different. So, what brought about the difference was not their God. It was their capacity. Their individual capacity. So, what it means is that to grow, apart from God being good, giving you his grace, your individual capacity is important. Otherwise, you can be a child of God realize that still there's no good. After a long time when he came, he realized that based on their individual capacity, that was it. Two had grown. One had grown. Nobody were old born again, speaking in tongues in the choir. If you want to grow in anything, key number one, 
Don't confuse desire with capacity. They are two different things. But I have seen that many people confuse desire with capacity. The man with the one talent, he had the desire, but he didn't have the capacity. The fact that you want to marry does not mean you'll be a good husband. You are confusing desire with capacity. You look at your mother's marriage. He said, oh, my mother's marriage was bad. As for me, when I grow up, my marriage will be very sweet. It's good. But you are confusing desire with capacity. The fact that you desire something doesn't mean you can do it. Sometimes when people go to plant churches, they confuse desire with capacity. Me, I don't know. I know that the church will grow. I know it's a mega church. You see, you are confusing desire with capacity. The fact that you desire to have a mega church does not mean you can build a mega church. You can have a desire to be a missionary, but it does not mean you can be a successful missionary. So, what brings about the growth is capacity, the skills, the training, the knowledge, the tools, the ability that is needed to do something. Jesus said, sorry, in 1 Timothy 3, when the Bible says, if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. In other words, to be in ministry, you need a desire. But desire is not enough. It's important, but you know enough. After, desire must be back with capacity. Then it says, a bishop then must be, that's capacity, which means you change from something into something else. So it says you may have the desire, but as for the capacity, you have to develop it. The husband of one wife. And so far, you are not even married. You are, you are the boyfriend of two girls. Forgive. So it says you must be. In other words, you are not. So you should change into that thing. That's capacity. Vigilant, sober, of good behavior, giving to hospitality, up to teach, not giving to one, not greedy or filthy liquor, not a brawler, not covetous, one that will love his own house. All these things is a list of things you must develop. So even the ability to take care of your family financially is part of the capacity. He said, a man who can provide financially for his house, he can't be a bishop. He has a desire, but he can't. If you like, try it. Do ministry work and there is no money. 
for food. No money for fees. No money to pay for electricity. The anointing will leave you by force. So in this list, the capacity is a list of things from teaching to anointing to your house, to your family, to your wife, to how you treat your husband, everything. So there are many things that you have to develop to be a successful bishop. And that is capacity. So the man with the one talent, he was giving the money all right. A servant of God, all right. James and John, nineteen thirty-five, the sons of Zebedee, they came to Jesus, saying, "Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire." Jesus said to them, "What will you that I should do for you?" They said unto him, "Grant unto us that we may sit one on thy right hand, one on thy left, in thy glory." Jesus said, "You know not what you are." They had the desire, but the question is, can you say that? But what they were asking for, if God is sitting here, Jesus is on the left of God. So they are asking God to get up so that they will sit. Jesus said, you know not what you want. The fact that you think you will be rich, but don't mean you will be rich. Now, until you develop the capacity for it, you will always be poor. The right attitude, the knowledge, the skills, the discipline, the relationships, you remain where you are. The anointing, the power, it's not possible. You remain where you are. So to grow in anything, first of all, don't confuse desire with capacity. Because if you confuse desire with capacity, you will not go on to develop what you have to develop to have the capacity that you need to produce the results that you did. That's where the problem starts. So you want to marry, you have a wedding. So, everything in this life, the skills that you need is different. The skills to be a pastor is very different from the skills to be a wife. 
The skills needed to be a good pastor is different from the skills needed to be a good husband. That's why you can be a good husband, a bad husband, but a good pastor. Because they are different capacities. You need different skills. So you cannot easily translate one skill and success in one area, area into another. Because the skills needed are different. So once you distinguish between the two, But the minute you think that, oh, me, I don't know, but I feel my marriage will be sweet. Why you can't cook? You feel your marriage will be sweet. And you can't cook. Even animals that you don't know what animals, when you feed them, they always come home. And you want your husband to be coming home when there is no food. When even wild animals, they come home when there is food. You are bitching. Yeah, no, no, I think I'll be a very good wife. <laughs> Better get a recipe book and learn how to cook. It is part of what? Capacity. Put your hands together for Jesus. Friend of mine, me, he said, I think God really wants wives to cook for their husbands. I said, Why? He said, He gave them breast to feed their children. He said, Why didn't He give it to the men? If He wanted the men to be feeding them. I said it makes sense. So it was a lack of capacity that kept the man small. So the question is what are the skills that he did not have that made him remain at one talent, and even the little that he had was taken away from him. Very important. Num- number two, a lack of vision. Totally a lack of vision. Vision means to see. Verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people pay. You see, the first two servants, they had a vision to increase. This guy had a vision to dig a hole and bury the man. That was his vision. So he did exactly what was his vision. Vision is key. If 
we are to grow is going to be dependent on the size of the nation. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, the prophet said, I will stand upon my watch, set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am with He said, I'm waiting for God to speak to me. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on him that he may run the race. You know, don't have a small vision. One thing about a small vision is that it discourages you. The Bible says when you have vision, it makes you run. It gives you energy. People whose vision is small. So this prophet, he was standing there. Either he was sleeping or sitting or something. But at least he wasn't running. And the Lord said, Now that you have seen the vision, begin to run. In other words, vision gives a man energy to move forward. For example, You can easily say, I am, I finished university. How can I sweep the seats? I can't do such a job. Do you know why you can't do such a job? And do you know why it looks so demeaning? Because when I say sweep the seats, your vision is somebody holding a broom and moving around. But if your vision is that one day I'm going to buy trucks, machines, everything, and how everything will be mechanized and the whole of Peter Marisbeck I'm going to control that contract immediately you'll be excited though thy beginning is small you know that your latter end shall greatly increase so you don't mind starting small people who lack vision they see their beginning as their end but when you have vision you know that your beginning is your beginning. Your latter end shall greatly increase. This man, when they gave him the talent, God gave it to him. He said, What kind of small man is this? He can't do anything. One guy had only two. He didn't bury his. Whatever you have, whatever you are doing, but you will only have the energy when your vision is different. When I gave my life to Christ, you know, I started writing books as a pastor. My first book that I wrote. Wrote it myself and printed it myself. I didn't even see this. The words were all dancing on the page. The numbering was wrong. 
their printing was funny. And I was okay with it. Now one day I was praying in my bedroom. And an angel of God walked into the room. And the angel said to me, Do you know that you are an international bestseller writer? And I said, No, I don't know. Then he said, He said, he said to me, you will write a book, millions will be sold. So he said to me, the way you write, you are writing something. He's writing for yourselves. So he just said to me, rise up. The angel didn't bring money. He brought it. Because God saw that now, the international best-selling writer, he stuck. Stuck not because of money, but because of vision. So the thing was not growing. So I was printing that thing anyhow. Writing anyhow. But after that visit, if I am an international So I started praying, and for the first time, I said, no, then I need, I need, I need an international publisher. If I'm international, first of all. And I need a charisma magazine, a Christian magazine. So I just wrote to them. I said, to whom is my concern? I said, I am a pastor in Africa. I've never seen the promise in African But I said, I've written a book. It's called Scottish. I believe it's one of the best books in this book. You must publish it. For about six months, I didn't hear anything. Then after about six months, they wrote to me. Then they said, well, we publish about only 12 books a year. But our editors have read your manuscript. They think it's a good book. So we are going to publish it. Then my writing ministry suddenly started growing. How? Vision. All that God did. Was to expand. So they assigned an editor to me. And afterwards, they featured me in the book on Charisma Magazine. So the book, I saw the thing, they said, our newest author, Kakra Bailey. I said, wow. Vision. Vision, the little that you have, you will dig a hole and put it inside. If you don't have vision, 
you marry anybody. He said, you know, all men are unfaithful. All men are unfaithful. So as for men, if they go out, it's normal. It's, it's a lack of vision. At least I've been married for 25 years. I've not been unfaithful to my wife even one day before. So even in my when your vision is low, before you realize some foolish boy who wants to get it. He said, you know, this boy, I me, mean, I love him very much. We have been very close from the time I was 16. So I feel something in my heart. You see? It's a lack of vision. You are in the church. You don't go spiritual. Because your vision is that. Me, when, when I come to the church, I just go Sunday and then I just go home. Me, I don't want trouble. I don't want the devil to disturb me. You see, that's why you are not growing. Your vision is small. But the day you wake up, you say, I want to beat the devil. I want to beat demons. I want to destroy curses. I need anointing to heal the sick. I need anointing to heal the dead. I need anointing to raise the dead. I need anointing to bring miracles. You begin to fast. You begin to pray. You begin to read your Bible. You begin to grow because you have what? Vision. When your vision is more, your energy is more. Same master. In this church, everybody must own a house that's free. That must be your vision. Tell your neighbor, that's my vision. I went to America. I went to my bank. They asked me. My banker asked me. He said, Mr. Baden, you need a credit card. I said, I don't need a credit card. I told them I have never used a credit card before. They said, So when you want to buy a car, what do you do? I said, I sit down. I said, I All I did was, as a student, I went and I bought my first equity card. That was class one card. I sold it, I added some money, and I moved to post. I sold it, I added some money, and I moved to post. I sold the next one, I added some money, and I moved to post. I sold it, I added some money, and I paid. See, the reader, but when I added the small money, But when you want to drive the car now, you need rooms. But when your vision is, I'll pay everything by cars. Though your beginning is small, you grow, 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 grow. At your latter end, it's a little. 
Because now every car that you have is brand new. Even if you want to change, you just add a little money and then you move on to the next one. You remain at that place. It may take you 10 years, it may take you 6 years, it may take you 5 years. I will travel slowly, but I too will have but you see, what made me adopt that stance was my vision. My vision was not to owe any, any man anything but love. So I said, that's what I did. They said, So these other people, they work because they have a vision. So from spirituality to finality, to marriage, to your children, to life, have a big vision. You may start small, but step by step, step by step. One day, you will arrive there. And when you arrive there, it's permanent. You will stay there. May God lift you up. Number three, how come two grew and one didn't grow? grow? Knowledge. Knowledge. For anything to grow, you need knowledge. Verse 24, verse 3, it says, through wisdom, it's a house By understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, shall the changes. Then five says, a man, he who increases his knowledge, increases his soul. That is why a farmer who is farming with promises is lower than a farmer who is farming with machines. He has applied knowledge to the farmer. So sometimes, whatever you When you plant a church, it's not good. It means there is something wrong. This knowledge I'm talking about is knowledge of all things. Sometimes the mistake that Christians make is that we may have knowledge in our spirit. 
is not everything that is a spirit. For example, Moses was very anointed. But to build the tabernacle, it is craftsmanship. He could divide the sea into two. He could bring chicken from heaven. He could perform miracles. But to make artwork of cherubims in gold and melt gold and sculpture and everything. When you are about to build the tabernacle, God said to me, Moses, this one is not a tabernacle, this is technical knowledge. Exodus 31, verse 1, he said, I've called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ed, for the tribe of Judah, and I've filled him with the spirit of God, and wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and to work in all manner. Scanning works to work in gold, to work in gold, silver, and brass. In other words, he hit a point in his ministry to build the tabernacle. He needed specialized knowledge, which is not prayer. Otherwise, the ministry would not grow, but they needed to build the tabernacle so that the presence of God would come and guide them. So God said, this knowledge you don't have, but for the thing to grow, go for this knowledge. When in that parable I wrote, I, I we read, when the master came, he asked him a second question. I'm surprised. He didn't ask him whether he has prayed. He asked him, Do you know about banks? He said, Have you heard about exchanges? And it has nothing to do with prayer. Then he said, Have you heard about interest? He said, why is it that you did not put my money at the exchanges so that I would have received my own redemption? In other words, God was telling him that to grow the money, there is some technical knowledge that you need to know. For example, It's not possible. If you are depending on your salary to the rich, you will work for the rest of your life. You can go for all night, but you still do. And the dangerous thing about the salary is that even when your salary increases, your needs catch up with the salary. If you were using a Chinese iPad, now you want Apple iPad because the money has come. What makes a man financially strong is his investment, not his salary. It's investment that makes a man financially strong, not salary. So if there is somebody who just spends on consumption, you never get it. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, the Bible says about God. Now, he that ministers seed to the soul, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. The Bible says that what God will give you is seed, and seeds come in small quantities. It's harvest that comes in big quantities, but seeds come in small quantities. In other words, Paul was saying to the Corinthian church that your money is a seed, not a fruit. A fruit you eat, a seed you plant. That's why I said your salary can never be paid. So if you don't understand that, any little money that you Because you don't see it as a fruit, a seed, you see it as a fruit. But here he says, God will minister seed to the soul. In other words, that money that he's giving to you, he expects you to sow. And the sower plants them. Then he said, after you have invested that little seed, then he will multiply the seed soul. So the blessing is not on the seed. The blessing is on the investment, the seed sown. That's when the power of God comes down. And that was the mistake the man with the one talent didn't know. He didn't have that knowledge. But when the other guys planted their seed and the Lord came back, he said, well done. Be a ruler over many. That was when he blessed the seed that was. When you don't know this, you are looking for bonus. End of year bonus. He will just buy some fancy clothes and that's it. He will come back to the next year. So the guy asked him. So God asked him. He said, Do you have knowledge about a bank? Interest, I don't know. Investing, he said, I don't know. But he was a Christian. He said, even the letter that he has, take it from him. So for anything to grow, ministry, you need ministry or not. Marriage, you need marriage. And now when you find it in the Bible, You learn it. Finances. You learn it. So the man didn't grow, not because God was on his call, but because he lacked what? For the business to grow. Yeah, I don't know. I think I need a loan. <laughs> you don't need a loan. You need knowledge. So in every area of life and everything, there is specialized knowledge. For the anointing, you need God. Ministry, you need God. And sometimes when you don't know the most important thing, 
use the Holy Ghost. Because everything has the most critical thing that you must know. So you can do everything, but you have missed the critical thing. You become like the man who couldn't go to heaven. Luke 18, 22, God said, Thou, this one thing, thou like it. The car is there, but you can't find the key. It means the whole car useless. Because of one key, you can't find it. The car is there, but somebody has removed one time. It means the whole car useless. For example, talk about ministry. The most important knowledge you must have when you are working with God is knowledge about God Himself. Every other knowledge is important, but the most important knowledge. It's knowing God himself. Then 11.32 says, The people who know their God, they shall be strong, and they shall do as That's why when Jesus was leaving the earth, he said, I leave you with the Holy Spirit. That's not him. He said, if you know the Holy Spirit, Here you are, like this, but you don't know the Holy Spirit. You know everything. You know by center is good, but you don't know the Holy Spirit. If you love your wife very well, whatever you tell your wife, she will do it. It's easy. Even when you love them, they become attached to you. Wild animals, even when you love them, they teach you to treat you nicely. Relationship with other people. That's the relationship with other people. The first two servants, they found other people and traded with them. The last man was by himself. I walk alone. You will never walk alone. That is why you can't give birth by yourself. To give birth is a team effort. You need somebody else to give birth. By yourself, you cannot give birth. Fruitfulness always involves other people. Why? Because other people have things you don't have. Somebody has a sperm, somebody has an egg. Our sperm and our egg must meet so that we can produce a child. You have something I don't have. I have something you don't have. Yeah. 
people who don't grow. Churches that don't invite the ministers, they don't do it. The reason is that you don't have all the anointing of the Spirit. Do you think God was a fool when he said he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the building of the church? It's like you need plumbers, uh, carpenters, electricians, tilers. To build a house. And now you say, me, I don't need electricians. I'm a tiler, so I don't need electricians. You will have a house, but the house will not have electricity. There are certain demons that sometimes can limit the growth of a church until a prophet steps in that church. That church cannot grow. And it's demons. It's not something you can see with your eye. It's a spiritual thing. in our hearts. You will never grow. That is why you must join the bus center. You must join the ministry. You must join something. It makes you to do what? Grow! I thought God would heal him of his family. He didn't heal him. Somebody who's supposed to deliver a message, God said, the Lord, let my people go. It's a message. He needs his voice to deliver the message. And he can't say, how can he deliver it? When he goes, he says, Pharaoh will say, I'm busy. Send this man away. I don't have time for such things. You can't even deliver the message. Wasting my time. So I was thinking that it was logical that God should heal him. It's very logical. The man's ministry is just to deliver a message and he can't talk. He didn't heal him. He turned even a snake, a stick into a snake. So his hand turned into a leper's hand and changed it back. But that voice, he said, no, you go like that. Verse 14, he said to Moses, it's not Aaron the Levite, my brother. I know that he's speaking for 
He said, Aaron is your brother. I gave him a bad voice. I gave you a bad voice. I gave him a good voice. Aaron's voice is your voice. If you can't speak, let him speak for you. Connect to Aaron. And what you cannot do, you can do. Upon all his anointing. Somebody who can divide the sea into two. Even when it comes to the Long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Paul said, I am coming. I'm traveling. I'm coming to the place. And when I come, there will be a distribution of the meeting. A lack of people. That's why you must travel. That's why you must move. Interact with people you've never seen before. Interact with people who are different from you. Interact with people who have skills you don't have. You learn things. I interact with all kinds of people. All kinds of people. Chinese friends, pastors, who are Chinese people. And I mean, I'm not going to leave my feet. Anyhow. And they call me teacher. They say teacher is the highest honor they can give to you. Yes. This is in the Chinese room. They say teacher. Teacher. I realize that it's a serious thing. Yes. When they give you the title teacher, it means whatever you tell them, they will do it. And you are sitting in your hometown. You don't want to go anywhere. You're just eating pap. Give your neighbor a heart. I say, connect to me. Your weakness is somebody's strength. Psalm 21 verse 1. Then came David to know to Ahimelech the king. And Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David and he said, Why are you alone? And no man was here. And that time David was a walking away. David took his advice. 
you connect to people who are very intelligent, they begin to teach you, they begin to instruct you, they wake you up to learn, they, they are changing your pattern, they are changing your behavior, they are changing your learnings, but before you realize you are scoring 30, but now you are around 60, 70, you are fine. Connection. Someone say, Be courageous. One of the definitions of courage is the mental strength to venture into new areas, not old areas, new areas. It takes courage to give your life to Jesus, it's a new area. And there will be a question in your mind what about if you backslide? If you must like your friends will laugh at you. So some people never take that step because they are afraid that their friends will laugh at them if they can make it. So because of that, they remain right there. The man with the one talent, what kept him was he said, I was afraid. I was Ask somebody why you're not married. He said, I'm afraid I will divorce. And I said, You never be married. It's always easy to remain in your comfort zone. That's why sometimes people are in bad relationships. The relationship is bad, but it's, it's predictable. And they have developed systems. So you know that this boy was slapping, but at least it's predictable. So you are ready for the slap, and your cheek is hardened enough now to take it. So you say, the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. Let me stay here. Give your life to Christ. It's a new area. To be a missionary is a new area. To resign and start your own business is a new area. Unique courage. To go and propose to the girl of your life and say, Baby, I've been dreaming about you. Because of you, I cannot sleep. I'm on sleeping tablets now. You need what? Courage. 
To lay hands on somebody who has demons, you need courage. Because you'll be afraid. What about if the demons enter me? What will I do? You need courage to lay hands. If I pray and I say the Holy Ghost is here, no, no, even a lizard moves. What will I do? You need courage to say the Holy Ghost is here. Put your hands together for Jesus. Anything you need courage. I said, if I don't go, I will never go. Then a woman was walking in I don't know anybody but I know Jesus. And Jesus knows everybody. That is why God was behind Israel. God said to Joshua, This book of the Lord, Thou shalt make the day in the day, and thou mayest object to all that is written in the world. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and have the success. Verse 9 says, Have I not commanded thee? God said to Joshua, Joshua, I open the sea. 
brought chickens from the earth. I fed you with manna. I did everything. To possess the land, there is nothing else I can do unless you exhibit courage. Prayer meetings won't work. More power won't work. Because I've, I've, I've exhibited my power in so many ways. There is nothing I can do now. You just make up. One day I was flying from here. Here, yeah, South Africa. A guy was sitting by me. Which one was funny? And he was talking with me. He was talking with me. So we were just talking with me. And at the point, he gave me a good book. And I was thinking that this guy would be broken English. Poorly educated, shabbily black. What is he going to say? So, after about 30 minutes, he came back and he sat by me. He was smiling. I mean, I could see he was very happy. So, I asked him, I said, What did you do to prepare for me? We are about six. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, You are not going to be a man. You have met this guy with that anointing, with that education, with rough clothes. He's taking them to the beach. The, beach, the difference between me and them was coming. Sometimes you need courage to leave a bad relationship so that you can embrace the future that God has for you. With that courage. I remember, look at this one. 
I said today. Even the city goes on. I didn't even finish. The whole church brought down by the power of God. That is what is keeping you. What is keeping the young men from this church from marrying? Their fear of responsibility. is leaving them in single rooms with their best friends. And they are cooking rice and oil. Anointed rice. That is why your meals are not good. Every time you have bought bread and you are going home.
Put your hands together for Jesus. Of which courage is one of them. Knowledge is one of them. Relationships is one of them. Vision is one of them.
destiny, my destiny today. Come and change my destiny, my destiny today.
things from your family. I see a rock being pushed away. A rock being pushed away. is praying the water. I hear the voice. The voice saying, they shall be like trees. Blessing on you. Godly marriages, blessed marriages, biblical marriages. I release that anointing upon you. Receive your portion.
sickness has done. You will not spend money on drugs again. You are free in Jesus' name. If you have my envelope, please rise up and bring it. 